When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have won their wedding invites, and it's time for the big day. But will Juniper's role as the champion put her in harm's way? Will Butthole's role as a noble complicate things? And will Quinny get Doddle to steal the hourglass of eternity before she tries to kill her former self? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. So the day has finally arrived. Doddle, it's not the wedding day you'd hoped for, nor the one you'd planned for, nor the one you intend to let happen. And yet, (laughs) here it is. The sun rises on a disfluently beautiful day, which is just also infuriating because like, God, this is a nice day for a wedding. The bells are ringing from sort of the town square and everyone's in a fairly jovial mood, as jovial as you've seen people be in Handor. And people start making their way towards the manor house where the ceremony is to be held. Are there any last minute preparations you want to do? I assume you want to lay some plans. You've got a couple hours until the wedding itself. What do you do? Okay, I'm thinking we might want to borrow one of your masks, Juniper. Mm-hmm. You have that hat that covers the face. Yes. I'm thinking we might need to put that on Doddle so nobody yeah. recognizes Doddle at the wedding. That's great. Yes. So Yes, you have it. It is yours. Thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. Doddle's good. Quinny's good. You're a champion, so you're going to be up near the front probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, I talked to the Forsaken, and I have an idea of where the vault is and how that layout works to get the hourglass. So the Forsaken is the Forsaken now? He has permission, and he paid a very reasonable licensing fee. Also, he's a paladin Vostros. That's uh, oh, that's who it is. What? Which Apparently, he got real grumpy, and then he just like took over the persona and stole the outfit. So I don't know where Anon is. That's still a red flag slash concern. I might actually just be worried about her, but he's got his own thing going on. I don't want to share his secrets. That doesn't seem terribly nice, but he's going to keep being the forsaken he has my official permission to continue to do so so we got to stop the wedding right doddle you want that Uh, yes we need to get the hourglass of eternity and then doddle i wanted to check because you kept screaming i'm gonna kill you as i carried you out of the party last night are we killing the princess no we probably shouldn't because i would like to switch back into my body i'm just very small and filled with so much rage that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to try not to kill the princess. Yeah. Obviously, you can make your own call there. I'm not going to stop you from killing the princess if you decide that's your thing. You might have to, like, hold me back. Okay. I might try. You can't just go around kidnapping girls' parents and taking over a kingdom and getting her married to people willy-nilly. Okay, so we'll hold you back once the battle's done. Let me punch her, though. Can I get a few punches in? You do tend to just throw spells by accident when you throw your hands around. Are we going to try trust you to punch or are you going to get grumpy and 
throw a lightning bolt and set the room on fire and she dies. No, I want a punch. Okay, then you can have some punches. That's very reasonable, especially based on the crimes that have been committed. Thank you. Full disclosure, because I believe in honesty, if any one of us is going to die or we kill that body, I'm going to kill that body. Is that cool? Like I said the other night, you guys do what you think you need to do because priority number one is making sure that my people don't fall into the hands of a genocidal maniac. These are good ethical goals. Okay, so we got to get the vault, which might be easy to hit during the wedding as opposed to any other time because everyone's going to be away. Quinny, do you want to be on team vault? Yes, I do. That's easy. We'll put Quinny in charge of that heist. I think I should be on team wedding distraction because that's going to be real easy for me because, you know, I look like said genocidal maniac and I can make lightning come from my hands. Gifts are post-wedding. We have a ceremony. Are you worried about this wedding going through and you being stuck with it? What's the divorce situation like in this realm? Doable. You're from the more powerful kingdom, so I imagine you could press that through. Yeah, I don't want to, like, break anybody's heart or anything, but I also, like, don't really want to get married, you know? I don't think I'm ready for that kind of commitment. Okay, so here's an idea. We'll focus on the vault during the wedding, and then at the ceremony afterwards, we can try to, like use our security people. We've got the Forsaken. We've got the champion. And we can try to kidnap... What's your your full name? Dodalia. Yeah, Dodalia, a.k.a. the Voidwalker. Yeah. And then we just try to get her the heck out of there. Can you turn yourself to look into like her? (laughs) Yeah. If I I interpreted that the, the way I think I did, yeah. Can you as a goblin turn into the elven version of like your old body? You can make yourself look like the old body. That's what I thought you said. It's just, you know, in a different order. Yeah, so we can do like, (laughs) we could do like a switcheroo thing where we grab one and smuggle it out and you can order us out because you're the one who's in charge and everyone seems to be really afraid of you in the elf body who might be really scary now. I don't know how long that's going to last though. Let me think about it for a second. Yeah, you do Hmm. an internal review. I have an hour. So we'll only have you switch once we've got the princess captured. Okay. Once we've got the Voidwalker captured, you turn into the Voidwalker, and then we just try to walk out the back door. Also, it might be very convenient to note that the original deal was, I was, to put it frankly, kind of a shithead, and I (laughs) wanted magical powers, and in order to give me that, she put me into the body of somebody that just happened to have magical powers, which means that the Voidwalker right now probably doesn't have magical powers. So, you know, probably less likely to be a genocidal maniac. Or they have exactly the powers you do just now in your body, right? Those are the two possibilities. Yes, but it's unlikely seeing as, you know, it was a switcheroo situation. She just has an immense amount of political power and she's twice my size. And she can balance a book on her head. And she can balance a book on her head. Okay, so we got to watch out for balance-related combat things. (laughs) Uh, What do you know about these four knights? Because I'm imagining they're our spookiest problem. Mm, Let me think about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you asked, Brain. The four knights, each of them have different skill sets related to their season. They're all expertly trained warriors. Again, Doddle, in your time, you always felt safe knowing they were around. They were kind of top soldiers in the army. That said, Juniper did manage to best one in one-on-one combat. That said, you also know that in terms of the way these knights cycle, that knight was likely near the end of their life cycle anyway. So you can't be certain that the others will be as easy to dispatch. Okay, thank you for that information, Doddle. You're welcome. Uh, 
I'm thinking if we have to fight the knights and we can get them separated, Winter is the newest of powers and doesn't know how to fight as much, theoretically. Hopefully. Summer, I imagine, summer and spring are probably the heat-based ones if we're looking at ice-based ones. And you've got Frostbite. I do. So let's just try not to fight those knights. But if we have to, we have Quinny stab one of the summery ones in the back and we (laughs) smash Winter. It might be a good idea to put it near the top of a priority list to maybe not fight anybody because... I would like to remind you that we're going up against somebody that looks like me, who is the ruler of a kingdom that's about to marry the ruler of this kingdom. Basically, what I'm saying is the moment any of them say, hey, guards, seize them, you know, we're kind of kaput. All we need is for you and your princess farm to... You know, officially forgive us after all is said and done and yeah, we're it, in the clear. We're just trying to set up our like rules of engagement if stuff goes bad. Because if you remember us getting a sculpture, do you remember how that went? And we almost lost you in the river and then I almost drowned and Quinny almost died. And then we didn't actually get a gift that day. No, I don't remember that at all. Oh, that's what happened when you were in a statue. Remember you were in a statue and then you didn't know what happened and we had yeah. to save you or you would have been in a statue forever? Yeah. This is our someone accidentally gets put in a statue plan for the wedding. Our goal is to just steal this hour glass. We don't even go to the ceremony. We just use it to get in the building. Mm -hmm. And then later on we wait for the Void Walker to be just as far away from the crowd as possible and we just like ambush in a hallway. Okay. Good? I'm going to just go follow you guys. Let's do it. All right. Having settled on your entirely non-fuck-up-able plan, um, (laughs) set off to the wedding. Dumb, dumb proof. You arrive at the wedding. It's sort of like a, a royal wedding scenario in terms of like lots of people lined up to kind of see what's going on. All of you have secured invitations, so you're actually all allowed in. That said, they do ask for your weapons at the door, including yours, Juniper. (laughs) Even mine? (laughs) Yes, we just met you. Oh, of course, of course. So they take your sword. I have nothing on me. Yeah, you've got nothing on you. (laughs) Doddle, you don't carry weapons, so you're good. I guess, yeah, I'll hand in Moonlight Bringer. There's not an option where I don't. So they take those, and then they escort you in. So you're brought into a very large, ornate cathedral-style setup that's off the side of the mansion, Rows and rows of pews and then a large dais on which butthole you're surprised to see Cormium Plantier is there as the celebrity officiant for the wedding. I'm excited. I'm wearing my overly tall top hat. I have my Doctor Strange coat. I'm in armor and Goblin Jr. looks great. So I'm feeling good. Interestingly, (laughs) you note that the normal aura coming off of them is kind of like reduced. So Mm -hmm. you're not as immediately like, oh, I love them. They're still the most beautiful person you've ever seen. But it's more like true to them, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not as on. Do you know what? I really appreciate it because Corm is trying not to steal the lovely wedding day by being prettier than the bride. Uh, also surprisingly, kind of in the wings nearby, you see Annan with a clipboard wearing the sigil of the plantiers. I don't like that very much, but I got to go try to say hi to Annan. I can't not. I've been like worried about They're like up on stage. Think like backstage. You can see her kind of come out and in, but it's very much as a wedding coordinator. They're not going to let you up near there. Okay. I want to pass a note to like one of the servers along the side that's just like, are you okay? And there's like, yes, no, with like a check mark to get to Annan. And then I'm going to, are there ways for us to like, where do you go to poop? Like, how do I get out of this room? Basically, there's side exits to a localized bathroom setup. So it's not like they're just going to let you wander through the mansion. This is attached to the mansion, but it's kind of off to the side. Are there any ways we can get out of this place once we're in it? Think of this as if the family chapel on the grounds kind of thing. Yeah. Built its own private chapel. So it's on the grounds. It's near the mansion. It's a short walk between the two. Yeah. So I'll look over at Quinny and I'll be like, I got to take a dump. 
Me me too? Yeah, and then yes. we hold hands to go to the bathroom together. You grab my hand. Yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> but the only other piece on Annan as, as you exit, just as you sort of pass out the door, it looks like she's pregnant. Okay, I'm happy about that, unless they're using it to hold her hostage. And out you go. Juniper, you're brought to kind of a, a ceremonial state up front. They hand you a blunted sword that looks very much like yours. Um, oh, okay. And Annan comes over and looks gently concerned, goes, hello, champion. And you can see her kind of glare at you. I smile broadly. She glares harder. She says, listen, of course, there won't be any interruptions to the ceremony. Your job is to stand by as a local guard. Uh, you'll be standing with, of course, the seasonal knights from the Windbreak Vale. It's very important to my current employers that this goes off without a hitch. So please do not fuck this up. Of course. Okay, thank you. That's great. Uh, and she just scooches you over to where the seasonal nights are. Yeah. And you kind of awkwardly take a place next to Winter, who is visibly shivering under her armor. Do you need like a coat or something? No. You can see a frosty tear roll down her cheek. May I do something? Yes, or would please. You, were you going to say something? I was going to say, what What would you like to do? I was throwing to you. Oh, thank you. I'm going to take a little stick out of my coat. I'm going to grab it and like peel it like a banana a bit. So it's in two pieces. And I'm going to say, Mr. Mistopheles. And I'm going to use locate object. When it says, I uh, need an object that I'm familiar with. Can it be an object that, like, has been described to me? Like some kind of hourglass type object? Some kind of hourglass type object. Theoretically, it's an object that you're acutely familiar with, but I will give you a devil's bargain since this whole deal is wrapped up in Baba Yaga and she's wrapped up in the hourglass. I'll let you locate the hourglass, but it will come at a cost. That's all I'm getting? That's all you get? (laughs) I'm going to look towards the altar, clearly prepared for a wedding. I'm going to go, fuck, and I'm going to do the thing. <laughs> so you see the hourglass on a pedestal inside the vault. You can see with the witch vision you're using to see it. There seems to be an icon sketched on the ground around it. It looks like some kind of magical trap. Inside the vault, there's a lot of other arcane items, but specifically you can see that the hourglass is in a place of honor. And I don't see where that place of honor is? It's in a vault. So you can feel it like if you kind of got a pulse of it, if you're pressing down on the right stick in Assassin's Creed (laughs) or Hitman or Arkham, you can see it at distance. The vault is in the basement of the mansion. I go over to my friends. So you're following us to the pooper. I'm following you to the pooper. So you chase them out. I also have... Have to do a poop, guys. There's it's in the basement. The hourglass is in the basement. Oh, good job. Um, thank you. There's a magical trap around it, which I can dispel. I'm thinking maybe I could just like dimension door in there and just Whoa. grab it. Maybe you're blowing Quinny's mind right now as the team's burglar. <laughs> if you can do that, can you just dimension door from the pooper and you're in the vault? You could steal the thing. Um, hypothetically, yes, but you know, my confidence has been a bit shattered based on my last few stealth missions. Why? You stuck through that door really good. You well, just, you started talking to people. You don't need to deal with people, right? You're just going to get a trap. Can we all go through the door it, with you in the, in yeah, the shitter? I know, but like I started talking to people after I messed up trying to throw a bookcase down and that person said, ah, that attacked me. Yeah, but that was about murder because you don't do murder, right? That's not your thing. I try not to. Now we just need you to go through a door. Remember how good you did that back at the bar? You went through that door like nobody's busy. You even did a cool like walkthrough. I loved it. Yeah, I I also remember what else happened after that at the bar. Because you've seen it through the power of your witch sight briefly, you feel confident that you can teleport into the vault, but you can only bring one of them with you. All right, I say that, and... uh, You bring him, there's no question. I just point at Quinny. I'm like, he steals stuff and gets in and out of vaults all the time. I would be a terrible (laughs) choice for this. Okay, Quinny, you also have 
weapons right now, don't you? I do. A little quieter, yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I close the door to the bathroom now that we're in, and I go through and check all the stalls. I'm not that idiot. <laughs> knock, knock, They're knock, all clear, knock. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay, I just go stand leaning against the door so it doesn't open to surprise us. Can we just poof in there right now? Well, say so you uh, open the toilet seat, and there's like a void there that seems to be glowing, and you can see like a vault beneath it. I don't know why I put oh. it there, but here we go. Okay, are you ready? Butthole, we should be like a minute. Okay, I'm going to stand inside that stall so you don't open a door and have someone crap on you or something. Yes, okay. But uh, don't you also like sit your bare ass down <laughs> on our exit. I don't want you climbing into my butt. <laughs> don't worry about it. And then I have Goblin Jr. wait at the front door so he can like sit like a dog but bark if he hears someone coming. So I have a warning. Sounds good. So the two of you leap through the dimension toilet. Whee! Um, as soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you land in the vault, the light in the vault shifts from kind of low torchlight to a weird kind of midnight blue, and the dimension door snaps out. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Oh, friend, Misa Farthole here to tell you about exciting Patreon. You know, only for $25 a month, you can send your own friend into Dum Dum's land. That's right. I call from hell to tell you you can help your friend. Want butthole not die? Oh, praise bubble. You for $25. Pick NPC. Design. Send into Dum Dum's and Dragons. Save butthole life. He need it. Otherwise, he die. What about King Quimby? He need friend too. $25. Send friend to King Quimby. $25 a month and you get thank you from God. 
That's right, come down from BestCon ever. Say thank you at the end of every episode. You just have to go to patreon.com slash dice. That's right, D-U-M-B, funny word. D-U-M-B, funny word. D-I-C-E, useful thing. Send friends to save my friends, please. Also, you get ad-free feed or something. You find yourselves in a dark vault. Dispel magic! There's like a symbol on the ground, right? Is that what you're trying to dispel? You don't see the symbol now. You know it's there. though. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you can dispel that. Uh, so <laughs> you see a silver line trace around in the symbol on the ground, and it kind of just fizzles away. Oh, it's alarm, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or like a bomb, you don't know, but it was something magic and was on the floor okay. and it was invisible. So I'm gonna, just to be super safe, I'm also going to cast detect magic. It seems like the entire room is insulated against magic. So you can cast it inside, but you can't use it to get out. Oh. Seems like someone who built this vault knew people might try and dimension Dorian. <laughs> That's okay. So, Quinny. Yes. I have good news and then bad news. Great. Are, are you ready? I'm ready. The good news is... That butthole thinks you're the cutest boy in the world. <laughs> Quinny just has nothing to say. It's just like, that was the good news? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I bet you'd be a bit happier about that. Look, I know I'm cute, all right? Okay. So, the bad news is that we can't get out of here through the toilet. Uh, yeah, if you cut back to the stall, I've seen the dimension doors gone, and I sort of have to poop, so I drop my <laughs> pants and start cramping. I guess while that is happening, I'm going to take, I'm not breaking eye contact with Quinny, I'm just going to take a little copper wire out of my jacket and going to tie it so it looks like one of those things that blows bubbles and talk through it and say, um, butthole, are you busy? I mean, I'm busy, but I can listen. <laughs> I can't believe Butthole would ever have, like, a problem. <laughs> There's just so much. <laughs> I'm also shocked it took us this long for this joke to happen. Uh, so we are trapped in the vault because we can't get out magically. Just a second, I've just switched stalls. Uh, and I open the door. <laughs> I go to the next one because otherwise I know I'll clog them. And I'm like, uh, continue. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We're stuck. So what do you need me to do? Fucking help. <laughs> can't, can't, can't Queenie open the door from the inside? They're never meant to not be open from the inside. You know what? This thing is kind of important and like a master criminal told us we were crazy for going to find it. So like, you know, call me bonkers, but I'm pretty sure there's people on the other side of the door. So you want me to go after those people uh, alone? Remember, Queenie's the sneaky guy. I'm just a big fat guy in armor. Are you okay? Just like they had to switch stalls again. <laughs> switch to the third stall. Smash cut back to Juniper standing very politely. <laughs> Nothing happens. She's just standing there yeah. politely. It's just like if this was a shot in a film, it would just be a 10 second shot of Juniper just standing, you know, on guard, doing a good uh, job. On guard, a little smile. <laughs> I, it's a wedding. Are, are you it's, proud? It's, it's, I don't know. Are you it's, proud of your role in this? A little bit. <laughs> She's never been championed before. Yeah, that's true. To celebrate the joy of the little things in life. So I, I finished pooping finally, Great. so I can right. have a more functional conversation. Huzzah. The thing for me is all of the ways I was supposed to get to the vault that were sneaky were by having Quinny do the sneaky part. I can break a window and climb out, and then I'll immediately have to murder like four guards. And you wanted this to be casualty minimum. Quinny, can you look at I, the inside of the door 
and see if you can open it from the inside? I don't think I can hear any of this, but also that's the first thing I would do. So you're all, you've already looked at that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, Quinny, you find a mechanism built into the door that seems to be kind of roughly the size of a hand mm. with a number of needles sticking out of it. I'm guessing that's a blood uh, lock. Quite possibly. Yeah. Well, I can't fake blood. Um, it's on the inside? Yes. Someone's got to use their blood to get out. That feels like a trap almost. Yeah. Hey, butthole, maybe you guys could cause like some kind of distraction up there that would make any guards outside go up there. Can you get out of the door if I move the guards? Can we get out of the door if we move the guards? I'm still sizing this thing up. I'm not sure. Do you know what? I'll be waiting on my thaumaturgical cell phone. You guys sort <laughs> this out and then call me back. Uh, and I, I hang up You're my invisible now? phone. <laughs> what else is in this vault? Okay, so it's a large vault full of arcane items. There's a lot of gold. The hourglass is on a central pedestal. You can see that it's carved of two skulls uh, with an hourglass in between. And then sort of a gilt gold frame. There's a bunch of spooky arcane shit around that with your warlock senses, you're kind of roughly attuned to. But you feel as though the power of most of it has worn out. If these things were imbued with anything previously, they, they don't seem to be now. Upon looking at the hand possible biometric trap, you get the sense that it looks kind of like if you look at a deadbolt that's installed on both sides. So your guess is that the handprint likely is needed to get in. And if the door is closed, then to get out. Is there any way to bypass the lock, right? Like, can I, since I'm on the inside, is there any way to retract the bolt without using the lock at all? You want to roll me an investigation check? 15. There might be. It's not a kind of device you would ever build. So it's not one that you necessarily know how to rewire. Doddle, are you like wandering around the room at this point? What, what do you think you'd be doing? I'm probably going to go over and take the hourglass. So you take it off the pedestal. The pedestal retracts into the floor. Uh, but nothing happens. The hourglass is heavy in your hands, but it feels like destiny. Hmm. Looking around, uh, you see a number of other arcane things, but a lot of them, again, don't seem very useful. You do, however, see a large sarcophagus pressed up against the back wall, buried under some gold. Hmm. Do you know what any of these magic items do? I don't know. God? <laughs> can you roll me an arcana check, please? I can. Ah! 16. 16. Looking around, a lot of these would have been magical focuses, uh, so things that wizards would use to kind of dial up their power, get the sense that a lot of them have become inert. That said, there is still power in a few of them. You think that maybe you could use those to enhance your own abilities temporarily, if needed. Most of them are inert, but some of them we could maybe grab to enhance my abilities. Say, when you, uh, cast a spell to make yourself look like your princess body. Is that the whole body? Is that like everything down to the uh, handprint? I guess. One of them anyway. I think that's going to be our ticket out of here. You think? Yes, I do. But then people outside are probably going to like see us. Maybe play it off. Yeah. I mean, do you have any other ideas? Also, um, I'm very concerned about that sarcophagus that's, you know, over there. Why? What about it? Typically, things in sarcophagus is a sarcophagi. 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 Yeah. He just knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's sarcophagi. I don't know. It just it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Well, let's crack it open. Let's not. Okay, then let's leave. Yeah. <laughs> Smash cut back to the chapel. So, butthole, as you're kind of like panic pacing, you can see that the ceremony is getting underway. Cormium kind of says, okay, thank you all for being here. We've come here to celebrate the truest of all emotions. Love. And Juniper, I assume you're still standing by? I am. Right. Cormian basically delivers like a very nice, if generic, efficient speech. And then uh, basically says, uh, and, and now the couple will exchange their vows. Baroness Grimlock turns to face Dodalia and, and takes her hands in her hands. 
and says, Dodalia, ever since you arrived out of the blue in my barony several months ago, I've just, I've never known love like this or acceptance like this, particularly not from these rabble. And she kind of like glowers out of the house and then back to Dodalia. And she says, and, and I'm just so overjoyed to finally become the blood of your blood. And Dodalia says, me too. And looks to Cormium <laughs> and Cormium says, oh, uh, okay. Wow. Short and sweet. Very good. Well, if there's no objections, looks around. Nope. Then I am proud to pronounce you wife and wife. And Dodalia turns to Cormium and says, blood of each other's blood. Cormium says, yes, of course. And they lean in to kiss. And as they do, Baroness Grimlock begins to shrivel and dry as her essence is sucked out of her. Dodalia steps away as the corpse drops to the ground and turns to dust. Sighs and goes, ah, much better. And then she snaps and immediately the seasonal guard step forward, block her entrance. She turns to Reznov and says, come, we can get into the vault now. And they begin to stride off. Is there a window in the bathroom? Sure. Yeah. I'm breaking that fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> now the team evil's doing shit. So you break a window. Juniper, what do you do? A lot of people are like, champion, protect the baroness. Mm-hmm. Baroness. Her body's a pile of ash. Where's Reznov going? He's following Dedalia out of the chapel. He's following? They're holding hands. And I'm just going to yell, not on my watch. And I'm going to try to tackle Reznov. Okay, roll initiative. And I'm going to roll for all of the seasonal guards. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a break for the front of the chapel where I want to get Moonlight Bringer. Because I'm imagining they're not waiting for like late entrance at the front anymore. No, no, they've pretty like, much cleared out. Yeah, they're distracted. <laughs> um, as you kind of start running towards that, as you rush up towards the door, there are a number of goblins approaching, carrying weapons. And kind of like cheering. Are they TikToks or no? Hell no. no. Oh, they God look damn it. exactly like Doddle. Sharp teeth, big floppy ears, but they so, have murder in their like, eyes. Yeah, these are the not cute ones. Yeah. Makes it clear how much personality affects appearance. <laughs> Do you need initiative for me, Tom, I imagine? Um, if you're going to stay and fight, yes. No, I don't need to fight the goblins. I, I want to help the people who are trapped in the vault. Also, I'm not aware of what Juniper's doing. I'd probably be helping her. <laughs> right, Juniper, what did you get? 14. This is a fucking proper warrior's death, Juniper. Let's do it. <laughs> so, Butthole, you rush to the front. You grab Moonlight Bringer. There's absolute chaos. You can tell that a number of Grimlock's people had already sworn fealty. So the majority of the uh, people who are loyal to Grimlock are, are quickly being rushed into a side room. In the chaos, you're able to grab Moonlight Bringer. What do you do? The one thing I need to know is, does it look like they're going to kill the people loyal to Grimlock? Or are they just moving them? Uncertain at this point. Where's Juniper from what I can see at the front? Juniper is trying to tackle Reznov as they're heading out of the north exit of the chapel. You're at the south exit getting your weapons. Okay, I don't believe she can beat the four seasonal guards. <laughs> But I also don't believe between the two of us, we can beat four seasonal guards or like the new queen and fucking Reznov <laughs> all at the same time. So we're in a weird situation. I'm going to go for Cormium because he's the only person who I have any sort of relationship with. Because if I can get on side, I can help. Okay, people. So he's at the north end. He's rapidly falling back. Do you grab Moonlightbringer first? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so there's going to be a full round of combat before you get there. Smash cut back to the vault. Upon further researching in my spell book here, I think I might have been using this polymorph spell wrong a little bit. So unfortunately, I cannot turn into Donalia, but I can make somebody else turn into Donalia. Well, dawdle me up then. I'm going to hold my hands up 
at you and you turn into Dodalia. So Dottle, it's kind of a, a beautiful and horrible moment because for a second you, you see yourself as you remember yourself, not filled with an evil genocidal goblin soul. And Quinny, you've never been this tall before. This is very new and Ooh. very strange. All right. Well, let's see how this works. And I put my hand on the pedestal, whatever's uh, there on the, the door. Uh, yeah. On the, on the, the panel. Yeah. As you press your hand into it, the needles prick across your palm. To your surprise, the lock shifts and the vault door begins to open. Okay, let's hide. Well, you don't have to. I'm going to hide. I'm still going to hide. Okay, let's hide. So you hear guards outside being like, whoa, that, that's odd. What's all this then? <laughs> Both of you, please roll me hide checks. Hide is an action. Great. Do that. So that's a <laughs> that's a 28. 17. 17. Cool. So, Quinny, I think you, you dive into the sarcophagus. Definitely. Uh, Doddle, you manage to find a roughly goblin-sized statue to kind of hide next to as though you're part of it. The two guards kind of step in and like, oh, that's strange. Uh, Baroness Gremlock's normally the only one who can open this. May I turn invisible? Yes. Okay. Am I no longer... You're in the sarcophagus. Right? I am. But in terms of magic, what's being used where... If you're invisible, does that mean I'm not polymorphed anymore? Polymorph yes. is concentration, so yep. yes. Yeah. That's fine. You're, that's you're fine. No, that's fine. Yeah. I'm hidden. I just want to make sure that I can't get up and be like, you there, guards, attend me at once. <laughs> Without looking like a fool. You look down and you're a halfling again. <laughs> the the <laughs> sarcophagus is on the other side of the room. Yeah, north end of the room. The door is at the south. Is there a place that I can go to make a noise where they will look away from the sarcophagus? They aren't currently looking at the sarcophagus. They're currently just investigating the door. Because to their mind, it seems like the door just popped open on its own. We're not hiding together, right? We're separate from each other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think this through. Ah, give me a second. All right, we'll smash cut back to ah. the chapel. But are you like yelling Corium as you run? Yeah, I definitely need, the, okay. need his attention. So then I need you to roll me initiative, please. 12. So, so I'm also going to pull my hat off so we can see who I am. <laughs> this is really stupid. Top of the round. Cormium sees you but ducks into the side of the stage. So he's on his way out but still reachable. First up, we have Winter. Winter looks to you, Juniper, and is kind of unsettled uh, mm -hmm. given that her master was killed by you. Mm -hmm. um, she fails to overcome her fear and as a result just kind of sits there gently sobbing frozen tears. Which cool. brings us to spring. The spring night stares at you, Juniper, and in an, an unnervingly pleasant voice says, we, we needn't fight. Not when we could dance. And the spring night begins to just dance in place. And to your shock and horror, your feet start to do the same thing. And you find yourself uncontrollably dancing and unable to move. You've been affected by Otto's irresistible dance. <laughs> Uh, so on your turn, as an action, you can take a wisdom save to try and break out of the effect. Otherwise, okay. you can still attack and stuff from where you yeah. are. You just waste your whole movement dancing. And you have disadvantage on dex-related things. Uh, which brings us to you, Juniper. So you could have entered the dance competition after all, because you're really good on your feet. I've made a huge mistake. Is there a window in sight? Yeah, there's a bunch. I would like to misty step to outside the chapel. I can see. Okay, so Juniper, you're, you're dancing, you're because dancing, you're dancing. Fuck this. You look up at a window, and I imagine almost in like a bewitched way, you just blink twice, and then the window just shatters, and you fall out of the side of the chapel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to take five points of falling damage. Oh, that's fine. And your legs are still dancing as you're on the ground. Okay. But you're outside the chapel. All right. Uh, I make a saving throw of wisdom? Yes. Uh, well, no. Uh, is casting Misty Step an action or a bonus action? It's a bonus action. Okay, then yeah, you can roll. Wisdom saving throw, right? Yes, that's correct. 11. 
No, you love dancing. This is who I am now. Okay, so back inside the chapel, we can drop out of initiative order because Reznov and Dodalia just book it out the side door. Butthole, you're not going after them, so the, the knights have no issue with you. You run up onto the stage, and you can see Annan and a couple of like plantier guards rushing Cormium out the back door. Fuck, this is a train wreck. I saw Juniper go out a window. <laughs> you saw Juniper disappear, and then a window smash, and heard her go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it wasn't like a, a floor-length window. This is, these are, like, up-top windows. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> okay, I just point my hammer at Annan, and I'm just like, are you okay? And she yells back, things got real fucked up. My Yevgenovich died. And then her hands run to her stomach. She's like, I looked for a better gig. It's shit like this that makes me not want to stick around. And she continues to run. A, you did this, and B, I might be able to free his soul, and then we could try to bring it back. She stops and looks back. Says, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I literally know who he is, and he's working for the same guy Quinny is. We're sorting this out. He's alive-ish? Hell-ish. Fuck. All right. Uh, and she turns around <laughs> and just grabs Cormium and pulls him to the ground. The two guards turn on her and raise their weapons. Oh, well, now I'm going to fucking kill some guards. Uh, right, go for it. I owe his people jack shit. Can I get to them in one move? Yes, but I'm going to give you disadvantage on your attacks. That's okay, because I'm being crafty AF. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm going to run towards them. I am summoning a spiritual hammer as I run. So it's going to take a swing at the guy on the right. It's a 12. There's no way that hits. Uh, no. But it's really just distracting them from man and my secret goal. So I run up to them, and instead of swinging, I just yell a blood-curdling roar and fart a machine gun worth of farts. <laughs> and they all start swirling around me in a circle of hammers. <laughs> uh, and It's a clever use of that spell. Yeah, I cast Hammer Guardians. So the moment it appears, 15 feet in all directions. Those I choose are unaffected, which will be Cormium and Annan. And I'm going to hit the other two. When they enter it or start a turn, they've entered it now because I just created it. They need to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 16. That's a crit fail on one <laughs> and a three on the other. So one of them definitely is just taking the damage. The one who gets a one drops his weapon on Annan and she just pops a Derringer and shoots him in the throat. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Don't, don't roll a one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the lesson. That's the lesson. Okay. So I do eight radiant damage to the other guy and I'm basically using myself as a shield for Annan at this point. Okay. He takes eight. Smash cut back to the vault. You take out my little copper wire. I'm like, so, okay, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make this whole room really, really cloudy, and then we're going to book it for the door, and we're going to lock them in. Okay? Sounds good. That sounds good? Yes. All right, are you ready? Yes. Why, why, don't, why don't you count to three? One, two, three, let's go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> cat! And then we cast Fog Cloud. Okay, so the entire room begins to fill with a swirling mist. The guard's like, oh, no, it's a misty vault. <laughs> yep, I'm up out of that sarcophagus. They're and both going to roll at disadvantage perception checks to see if they see both of you running by. First one definitely does not. Second one does. He's going to take an attack of opportunity against Doddle. <gasps> so he swings twice with his halberd. What's your AC? 14. He manages to hit you. <laughs> He would have done nine points of damage. But remember how you took a devil's bargain a while back and I said there'd be a consequence? Go on. <laughs> As you duck under him, you feel the halberd swing through the hourglass, shattering <gasps> it. 
This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H. ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, we're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending, science-fantasy space western about a small, doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape, an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting, it's funny, it's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. Midst.